That moment, I I cried. I didn't know what to react. The, I mean, the bad ones are kind of like the same. Right? You're being persistent. You're like, where are you? I can pick you up. And it's like, we can we can uh, like smash. So the room, the the the, and then suddenly, oh shit! Then I have to spend like seven months in hospital. The teacher also received. He just say, China balik China, India balik India. In front of all class. You know what you can do. Can't do nothing. Hey there, you are listening to Yamcha Kenmo. This is a podcast where everyone can share their stories and express themselves. So, what's your story? The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and does not reflect or represent the view of other people in Malaysia. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm joined by my special friend. Her name is Tabby or Tabs. Uh, how how do I refer your name? Tabby or Tabs, any anything will do. Okay, so uh, Tabby, introduce yourself. What do you do? Who are you? Uh, my full <laughs> name is Tabita Rebecca Long. I I go by wait, the wait, name. Slowly, slowly. I, I haven't got your name again. My name is Tabita Rebecca Long. Oh, okay. So I go by the short form of Tabby or Tabs for for people to call me easier. Twenty uh, four years old this year. Graduate from Segi College Subang Jaya. Uh, majoring in journalism. Did my American degree program for four years there, and currently interning under Food Advisor as a food reviewer and social media content creator. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, uh, because uh, the way we met is a bit uh not the conventional way of meeting people. So, uh, do you wanna uh tell your version of the story of how we met? I think it's the same, lah. But okay, <laughs> I just want you to say it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we met on an app, a dating app called. Okay, Cupid. Um, possibly a month or two ago. Um, not sure in details when exactly or how exactly who swiped right first, but it matched. So yes, <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. how we met. Okay, so uh, when you started uh, talking to me, uh, what, what was your impression like? What do you think of this guy? Like, okay, uh, why do you swipe right? Why do I swipe right? I usually swipe right after reading people's bio, like. Because I'm a kind of person like I need to relate to the person or else what's the point of swiping right if you mm. don't relate and I don't know like because before I swipe right I went I think I think you mentioned about your podcast in your bio so I kind of when I listened to it I'm like mm, not bad so I swipe right and I was like whoa it matched so wait wait wait, wait, wait. so you listened to my podcast before you yeah. swipe right really <laughs> yeah oh wow so you did some background check on me yeah. correct I did some background <laughs> check on you like I tried looking for Instagram but I couldn't find so really I tried. I couldn't find I mean If I had more time I would have found lah So And Yeah I mean I don't regret swiping right So Hehe <laughs> <laughs> Alright so uh, Give Give you all some context So uh, Me and Taps here I feel like uh, Although we This is the first time we met Okay And Today uh, It's quite a special I would say like Quite a weird way to meet up Because today Before we Actually do this podcast so I followed her to work, <laughs> and uh, followed her to do this food review at uh, the Sheraton Hotel and review their restaurant, and I enjoyed myself because you know free food, yeah, <laughs> free food wins everything. <laughs> okay, so after that, uh, what a weird way to uh, start, you know, start a friendship. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, what was the most? Um, okay, so after meeting me, right? So what's your I mean, like when you initially talking 
Mr. Star talking on text. And I, uh, I, I don't know about you, uh, but I felt like uh, we are quite, we have this chemistry. Uh, like we can talk about anything and we have a lot of common interests. So uh, what, what was your uh, first impression when you started talking to me? Uh, wow. I think my first impression was, I think like you said, like, I realized that you're a very easy person to talk to. Like I can talk about anything. I can rant about how my work has been and everything and you still lie on me. Like some guys will be like, okay, weirdo kind of thing, but you still lie on me. And then, I mean, like what you said, like, there is the chemistry and we do get along very well somehow. Like even meeting today for the first time, like didn't need like, inter- didn't, didn't need like an intro, like hi, like kind of thing. It just, it just, yeah, it just went on from there. Mm, okay. So, uh, what, what were you doing on Cupid initially? Uh, or maybe still now? Now, I've already deactivated my account, so if you're trying to find me, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think initially I went on Cupid. Actually, I was bored. So I was just scrolling through. I went on Google, I'm like, dating apps, dating apps. Then it came out, okay, Cupid. I was like, oh, okay. Seems interesting. Then I downloaded it. It was boring at first because, yeah. Like a lot of accounts had the word hookup, and I'm just like, ugh. Like a lot of them are just like strictly hookup, strictly one night stand, strictly friends with benefit, and I'm just like, what's the point of dating apps? Like when if you just want one night stand, and then that's why when I came across the account, I'm like, oh, he actually took time into writing his bio, like, <laughs> which is very different. So, I think I was on Cupid to make friends, but also hoping to find that perfect person but mm. I realized nah I don't think I want to find someone on a dating app so hence I deactivated the account mm, right, okay. so um, so we're gonna start with some questions okay. Okay. <laughs> right. so um, we what was the what's one past experience that you that you're that you're grateful for do you have uh, any particular thing in mind I think the one past experience that I've been really grateful for is um, it's probably my family lah because like, I'm a person who's very family oriented so being able to go through life go through things that I've been through in life but still have my family there like no one disowning me my parents not uh, disowning me for for mistakes I've done in the past which I think that's one thing I'm most grateful of also to have a older brother and younger sister who's always supporting me in everything I do lah like because I took six years to finish my degree but my parents still said it's okay like as long you finish it strong which I did so yeah that's one thing I'm very grateful for my family so when we talked right so uh, I knew that you worked for Shit Sadiq how, how, how Sai Sadiq Sai, okay, Sai Sadiq before so uh and I tried to contact him through Twitter, but he sadly he didn't respond to my tweets. Hey, Sadiq, Sadiq. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, uh, please respond, Mister Sadiq. <laughs> I'll just try to crop out this one and send to him. Yeah, <laughs> go Sadiq. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm very friendly. I just want yum chow with you. <laughs> okay, so um, tell us a bit about how, how you met him and how, how what kind of person he is. All right. So I met Said Sadiq um August last year when YB Henayo had a. Uh, had a small meetup event in uh, Doichang Coffee in USJ Taipan. Initially, I wasn't interested in in like politics or anything. It was just more of me wanting to go and hear what he has to say, like because they were talking about like fake highlight, fake headlines and everything, like how to overcome fake headlines. And 
since then I followed him on Instagram and everything and I realised he's a you very sure are you sure yeah. you didn't follow him because he's just handsome maybe that too <laughs> but also <laughs> I mean he's cute he's handsome but that wasn't the real purpose like because like it's inspiring he's just a year older than me but to see him to to like inspire people to be like uh, the best debater and everything it's it's crazy for someone that young lah and for him to be working at such a young age with Tun M with, Tun, with our current Prime Minister so that was crazy so I followed him and everything and about in January or February he posted an internship opening that he's looking for interns like I was I didn't want it at first but I don't know I just felt that nudge in me like why don't you just uh, do it so I I went for the interview and uh, funny thing is I almost missed the interview because uh, I woke up late wow. <laughs> so interview was at 10 I woke up at 9.45 I stay in Subang and the place is in PJ and weekdays driving is a no-no mm. so I reached about 10.30 but thank god he wasn't interviewing me oh my god <laughs> you're still allowed to to go into the interview <laughs> yeah because apparently there was 8 of us only 2 of us turned up for interview so yeah so after that whole thing I didn't hear I didn't hear like from them like after 2 months or anything and then he posted another like poster about being a volunteer for Team Sadiq for the upcoming general election so what I decided to do I decided to apply for that and yeah because when you volunteer for that anyone can just join as long as you're 18 and above so from then I started yeah, I started gaining that exposure to politics. I got the opportunity to go down to Mua for like three months, like on and off like KL, back to Mua kind of thing, just to do campaigns and anything. But I have it. I had an amazing team with me. Like there were so many in different individuals, like different races and everything that really, that, that I mean to have a new Malaysia, I think that what it really meant, like different races coming together for the same purpose. So. Working with Said Sadiq has been nothing but amazing. Like, it helped me a lot in my resume. So, kudos to that. Like, I even had, I even managed to get a recommendation letter from my team leader, which also really helped me in my internship for me to secure a job and everything. So, yeah, I think that has been amazing, lah. Said Sadiq is Said Sadiq is a very fun person to work with. He is. He's witty, he's fun, he has serious moments. Yeah, so I think that's about it when it comes to Said Sadiq. Okay, so uh, so personally, do you think he still remembers you? Of course he does. Like, I met him three weeks ago. I went for a debate and then he saw me. He was like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, in my heart, I'm like, oh my God, he remembers me. <laughs> but then I, I got some dirty looks from other girls because, you know, girls, jealous. Jealousy and girls are best friends, so... So you're buddies with uh, bro studying now? Huh? <laughs> I won't say buddies, but yeah, I know him. Like I mean, I know I know he exists. You know I exist. Mm. So I guess that's cool. Okay, okay. Okay. So um, what 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 are the things that you are struggling with right now? Oof, right now, I think one thing I've always struggled with is self identity and self image. I think it's because like I know earlier that earlier I said like oh my family has been my greatest support which they have been even like through I started like I can't say I started having depression when I was 14 but it just suicidal thoughts started then and it's been an ongoing thing uh, until now where 
there are times where I have like done self harm and everything, which honestly hasn't been the smartest thing because it doesn't only hurt me; it hurts my family too. And I think I put a stop to it about a month ago when, when it just hit me that if I do kill myself, my parents will have one less daughter, my sister will have one less sister. So I think. But self identity and just loving myself and accepting myself for who I am has been my greatest struggle till now. Like I have great friends, like like I have great friends who compliments me. But you know, sometimes it's just that voice in your head that you just can't get it out. Where it just it just comes back to haunt you, kind of thing. So that has been my greatest struggle at the moment. That is my greatest struggle. So how do you plan on overcoming this? <laughs> how do I plan on overcoming? I think it's to. It's. I think it's more of dealing with myself to really accept myself for who I am. Like despite my flaws, despite my imperfection. Like, like I mean, like anyone, no one is perfect. So I think that is one thing I have to remind myself. Like people have expectations about me, but it doesn't necessarily mean I have to fulfill their expectations. I can still be myself and not fulfill their expectations because it's myself. Like if you don't like me, you don't like me. Like. It shouldn't bother me. I shouldn't change how I look. I shouldn't change my hairstyle, my hair color, because of something someone said. So I think that's one reminder to myself that I have. Like every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, today you're not going to impress anyone, but you're going to just make yourself happy. So that is the self daily reminder that I have to tell myself. Like whatever I do today is to make myself happy, is to make my family happy, not the people around me, not to please anyone. So yeah. So in this situation, uh, do you prefer? Can someone outside actually help you? Or is it something that you have to internalize? I think for me, I'm more of an open book kind of person. So like, if I'm really comfortable with you, I would like, I would approach you and like, probably open up to you, like ask you for advice, ask you for help, uh, just to see like what, like what you have to say. Like maybe because sometimes you never know the people you meet might have gone through the same thing. The different perspective. Yeah, a different perspective on life. Like maybe they will actually show you, like they actually like tell you reasons why is it actually worth living, like how to increase, like how to increase your self image, your self identity, kind of thing. So sometimes you bump into the most unexpected people at the most unexpected time, like how I met you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So um. <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. It's yeah. It's not just sugar coating. It's true. Okay. So um. Okay, so if there's someone in your position, would you recommend? Okay, so for example, right? So you're feeling like you have trouble with your self identity and everything. So if someone like see something's wrong with you, would you would you want that person to come and like ask what's going on, or you prefer to uh, that person to just leave you alone? It would depends you want because to come out to you? because sometimes people there are good and there are bad people. I can say in this world, so sometimes. People they try to be, they try to be nice, but with bad intentions, because there are episodes in my life where people try to be nice to me and I open up to them, but in the end I get backlashed where they end up carrying tales and going tell people about it, and everything. So that kind of sucks. But there are people also who are genuinely there to help you, who actually wants to help you. Like I think my biggest supporter has been my mom. Like. I know, like as much as my mom, she's also like my best friend. Where I, I just go up to her about anything, about guy issues, about myself, about work and everything. And she always knows 
the right things to say at the right time. Like, I mean, she's my mom, so she should know. But it's just that having someone there, like, like twenty four seven access kind of thing. Like sometimes it can be late nights where one a.m. to a.m. I just text her, my mom, I can't sleep. Like this is going through my head, and she still replies. She wakes up, she comes to my room, she talks to me, and she has helped me a lot. But I think to answer your question, if their intentions are good, they are more than welcome to come and ask me. Like I can open up to them. But if it's for purpose to like backlash on me, to just start rumors or just to carry tales, cause they have nothing else better to do with their life, then uh, I rather not you care at all. So yeah. So you you mentioned about when you're fourteen, you're going through some hard mm-hmm. time, and you have tried to commit suicide before. So can you tell us more about that and what happened to lead to that moment? I think it started because you know how high school you fall in love and you know it's all puppy love. Yeah. So during fourteen, I actually shifted out to from Bunting. I shifted to KL, which I felt like a whole big chunk of me was left behind because. I mean, growing up in Banting for fourteen years and suddenly moving to a new place, new school, like, like you're the new kid in school, which everybody wants to pick on, and and it wasn't easy. Like, I had to find things to keep myself busy. So, I think like at night when I don't sleep, it's just I allowed my brains to be my my brains and my heart to be opened up for to overthink, and then in the end it turned into like all those suicidal thoughts. Like maybe I'm better off without people are better off without me. People are happier without me. So one thing that really made like that, that emptiness I was feeling like because of my friends, because of my like my best friend of like, like right now is twenty two years that I had to like leave in Banting. It wasn't easy. So, and I felt like I've been replaced. Like when I look at pictures of like my friends with other people, and I'm like that could have been me. But no, I'm all the way here. No one cares kind of thing. So. Yeah, I think that was one of the major reasons why it happened. So and then, uh, how how do you overcome this depression? Like, uh, did you went through therapy or you just? I uh, I didn't go for therapy, which a lot of people advised me to, but I didn't feel like it was too serious that I needed. Like because I know there are different levels of like depression, and I think mine was just from overthinking, like. I didn't actually have like, like oh like super depression like every night I want to kill kill myself kind of thing. No, it's just the thoughts that are that are in my head. So what I did was like I said I opened up to my mom. I talked to my friends. I talked to some of my church pastors about it. So I think that really helped love for me open to open up. That's when I realized I started becoming an open book, like because inst- I realized like rather than me keeping it keeping it all in, and no one can help me, better I open up and see. Who who is there to help me? And maybe you know, sometimes the littlest of things can actually change me. So, mm, okay. so uh, what's your current biggest goal in life? My current biggest goal in life. Yep. Ooh, um. Wow, I think my current biggest goal in life is to actually be genuinely happy. Like I want to feel genuinely happy. Like. You know, like people are so good at faking happiness and everything, mm. and I think I became a professional at that. Where when I I'm see not your Instagram feed, everything is so happy, everything's perfect. Is it? I mean, it depends. Some of it, yeah. <laughs> some of it is genuine happiness. Some of it is, I post just so that people will know, will think I'm fine, will know I'm fine, so that they won't ask like, "Hey, how come you never post for one week?" Because I get questions like that. Hey, how oh, come you never yeah. update your Insta story? Hey, how come you never update your Snapchat? Like famous. Huh? 
No lah, not famous lah. Like I used to get calls last time. Like, eh, hey, you okay ah? Why never update Insta story today? I'm like, guys, I'm just busy. Like, so it's like things like that. Then I realized like, okay lah, have to please people. I'll just post ah. So sometimes it's just like, and then sometimes you know like sometimes you just want to be brutally honest on Instagram. But then like after you type that whole thing and then you're just like nope, you just put an emoji instead. That's Happened to me many Twitter. times. Yes, guys, that's why you should get Twitter if you don't have. Follow me at Taps Long. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think my biggest goal is to be genuinely happy with whatever I have, like with myself mm-hmm. especially. Um, to love myself for who I am, not to see myself from someone else's perspective, which is also good sometimes. But to be able to know who I am, like who I actually am, who I want to be. So that's my biggest goal. Actually, not bad, ah. Uh, Cause for me, oh, uh, nobody cares if I post or not. So even so, so sometimes, ah, uh, is I think it's the opposite. When you post something, uh, normally I post like a segment on my podcast. Then suddenly, like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you posting <laughs> this kind of shit? <laughs> so it's probably yeah, different it than yours. It happens. Uh. It happens. Yeah, but I think it's okay. Uh, at least people pay attention to your life. I guess. It's depends yeah, on how you see. Sometimes a bit too much attention. Yeah, I mean maybe. Maybe. I mean I like the attention, but sometimes a bit too much attention <laughs> can be like. Guys, leave me alone, please. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you get for being famous. I'm not famous. <laughs> you are famous. You have a podcast. I have nothing. Just because I have a podcast doesn't mean you're famous. Yes, you are. Okay, so um, uh, when you were texting a bit and you mentioned about there's this uh, dark period of your life, uh, and you told me about yeah, so I was just wondering whether if you are open to sharing it, sharing it with the with my audience. Yeah. So can you do you mind going in details like what happened actually? What happened now? I think it became how do I say this? So like how I said about like me losing friends and everything, and I thought maybe coming over to KL, shifting over, I'll get new friends and everything. But no, I I decided to join the because my school had cheerleading team. I joined the cheerleading team, but. Yeah, I was bullied. I was made fun of and everything, and and I think it affected me a lot. When after PMR, I became form four. After that, I was put in the second last class because I didn't do too well for my uh, PMR. So every time coming in class, teacher looks at us. The teacher like, oh, you guys are the stupidest people in school. I'm not gonna waste my time teaching y'all. And I think that really affected me because. Imagine every day someone just coming into class and telling like you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. So I go home every day. I'm like, okay, I'm stupid. I don't have to do my homework because I'm stupid. So I won't do my homework. And I think it took a heavy effect on me where, where those kind of thoughts just started eating me. Where I rather, where it came to a point where I rather feel physical pain than emotional pain. Because I feel like physical pain just lasts for a while. Emotional pain like can go on for one week, two weeks. So Physical pain is like me cutting myself, me punching the wall, or sometimes just yeah. Sometimes it's just me, me just locking myself in the room, like locking my the whole world out kind of thing, because I'm a very people kind of person. So for me to lock the whole like lock people out of my life, like I've pushed a lot of people away in my life, which I'm not really proud of. But I think that was the really dark moments in a in my life where I actually. At that time, I needed the most help, but I decided to do the total opposite, where I like, where I I constantly lied to myself and said I was fine. 
but actually should to be told I wasn't fine at all I needed help but because of I think ego also that took over it it became very much harder to to be myself like it got it got to points in my life where I don't know who I am anymore like I couldn't recognize myself like even I go out with my friends I feel like like my friends like they tell me like oh you've changed so much and I'm like yeah I know but it was something that I was proud of but I realized that in the end it's not actually something you're proud of so it's it's a constant battle of that that negative thoughts that I have constantly in my head but I think yeah I think that was really the darkest moments in my life it, it does happen still now like I mean I have thoughts about it but I don't do I don't do it it's just it's a come and go kind of thoughts like especially when I'm really down and I'm like oh it's better off if I'm dead than the thing I wouldn't have to go through this but after that I realized I'm like nah people need me in their life like people actually value me so I think that's what I'm really learning now so to to take notice of people who actually genuinely values my time values me as a person so yeah so uh, since you've been through this process yourself so what advice would you give to other people who is going through the same thing I think the one advice I'll give uh, to people is never get tired of doing good like for me the reason why I decided to push people away is because I was sick and tired of being the people pleaser but I realize in life you don't have to please people you just have to do good like like you do good to them they'll be good to you if you mean bad for them of course they'll be of course they'll see it and they're like okay lah I'm gonna be mean to her too so I realized like because me pushing people away didn't really help because they ended up pushing me away so so I think that's one advice I'll give like never get tired of doing good because you have nothing to lose but everything to gain especially like like for example maybe there's a friend who actually genuinely needs your help but then because you're going through something you end up pushing the person away and what touch wood what if something happens to that person the blame will be on you because you were the only person that they wanted to talk to so like as much as tiring is it gets or as much like it gets very hard sometimes but just like just keep pushing like that's why I tell myself every day like just keep pushing like it will be worth it somehow someday but just don't know when but I mean I've seen other people I've heard stories of people like giving talks inspiring people about their life about like things they have gone through like my dream is one day to be something like that also like so I guess this is the start for something like that so yeah, that's my advice. Okay, very, very good advice and very nice dream. Ah. Okay, so uh, I know that you're currently an intern at the Food Advisor. You said just now, right? So, um, and I know that uh, you had a lot of complaints about the work. Tell us a bit more about your intern. What What's going on in your company? Like why? My company is yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's wow. great. That's not what you told me though. <laughs> if you can, if you know sarcasm, you know sarcasm lah. But um, I mean, nothing in life is easy. Not, especially if you want to get paid, it's never gonna be easy. Um, I think for me, at the moment, intern is tiring. Sometimes it's fulfilling, like like what we can say just now. Like he followed me for work, where he got to eat free food at Sheraton, which is not always something you get, like free buffet spread, free. Japanese food free drinks kind of thing so I think the one thing I'm very grateful for for internship at the moment is that like I saved a lot of money I saved a lot of money 
on food maybe not on parking but on food <laughs> um, like maybe in a week I get to go for three different restaurant reviews so it's either my lunch is like settled or my dinner is settled and I think the part I complain most about is the writing like having to write about it like it's fun but sometimes when there's too many reviews in a week it gets piled up so I think that's the only complaint I have lah I have amazing colleagues maybe just my boss but yeah it's just the boss okay, so and I, I know that uh, you told me this uh, that your company is basically run by interns full of interns and what do you think about uh, this policy like what's your thoughts on a company full of interns it's there are pros and cons lah. pros are it's pretty flexible so like what do I mean by flexible with? Flexible in a sense like it's not too much of a hassle like you need to clock in and everything but I think the cons are you don't have like for example I'm a writer so I don't ha- I don't have any like senior writers proofreading my work or like making sure that I actually doing like I'm writing the correct things like the writing the correct standard of procedure kind of thing so I think that's the struggle I think other than that it's I think the most hassle part will be like my boss needing to find new interns every other three months so yeah I think that's just about it so uh, next time if you had a chance will you uh, run this I mean if you had your company okay, okay. so just for example uh, would you uh, go with this model hiring interns just interns no, I wouldn't because I, I know it's stressful like especially when we have different different things to do like videography, writing and everything like it'll be insane to just hire interns because once this group of interns leave the new one comes in and you need to teach from basic again and you're the only boss who has to teach them so if there are senior editors, senior writers, senior photo like videographers and everything like at least they are there to teach like to guide them kind of thing rather than you as the boss doing everything so yeah I wouldn't like definitely because I suck at video editing so I can't yeah so and what do you think about because personally uh, sometimes I feel like uh, companies hire intern for the wrong intention and with the wrong intention in mind so because personally I think if you hire the intern just because you can pay lesser then don't hire intern because like, I feel like if you want to hire interns, it's because uh, you really want the person to learn and you think uh, your company can afford to have someone that is, uh, that is not that qualified but is willing to work harder. And so uh, I think like, because uh, the way that you describe your company culture is a bit, it's a bit, uh, it's cool and not cool at the same time. Uh. The cool part is the boss provides alcohol. <laughs> 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 okay, and the not cool part is you have to work like hell, lah. Okay, mm. so um, I think like if a company, if the uh, the way the company is up is just to take advantage of the intern, like how how much do you get paid? I get paid three hundred a month, uh, with additional like uh, claims and everything. So about three thirty, three twenty, three hundred twenty, three hundred thirty ringgit a month for a 9.30 to 6.30 job, Monday to Friday. Sometimes on weekends, like last Sunday I had to work, this Saturday I have to work. So, 
Yeah. I think that's the suckish part where like I don't get much family time anymore like compared to before but so but it taught me how to value my family even more because it's not always I get to hang out with them anymore. But um yeah, like you said there are there, there are good and bad like it's cool and not cool at the same time. Cool thing is I get to go for reviews. The not cool is sometimes there's no reviews. So I sit in the office and just stare at the four walls and stare at my laptop. So yeah. So do you think uh what would you if you had the chance to set a minimum wage for interns, how much would you? Eight hundred. Eight hundred. Why eight hundred? Because why not? Why not? Because one thousand a bit too high, so eight hundred. Why not nine hundred? A bit awkward number lah. Like eight hundred is an even number. Nine hundred is odd number. So the salary has to be even number. Correct. So like you see, mine three hundred. Because you see, mine three hundred is odd number. Like it's not nice. Like you like people ask you, oh how much is in here? Oh three hundred. Like the number alone is like this. <laughs> I mean for me lah. Sorry, I I like I like even numbers. <laughs> so if your boss offered uh, to give you eight hundred, you know I mean seven hundred and four hundred, so you take the even number. Yeah. No. <laughs> But because into that context, then no lah. Of you course, we we'll see the value ma. But I like the sound of even numbers, like you see, like one thousand two hundred, one thousand four hundred. So you see, it's nice compared to like one thousand three hundred. Like the, I don't know. I'm not making sense, but yeah, that's how I think. So you're the kind of person who like turns the aircon, aircon temperature have to be even number. Mm. And the the TV my volume. Aircon, my aircon temperature is always sixteen. Yeah. No worry. And the TV volume has to be even number. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um then, uh, what's your biggest fear then? My biggest fear at the moment, or for like my life. Anything. My biggest fear is, is disappointing my family, <laughs> because there are moments in my life where I've disappointed them, and it's it wasn't a nice sight like to see my parents cry, to see my family hurt. Like, it wasn't very nice. So I think, my biggest fear is to disappoint, like is to is to disappoint them in like whatever I do so but I'm glad like I managed to finish my studies even though it took me six years but I finished strong and to hear my parents say they are proud of me that was really something lah so I think my biggest fear is to disappoint them in like whatever I do mm. okay. so I think this is almost the, the last question I'll ask so what advice would you give to your younger self? my younger self ah? yeah. uh, oh wow <laughs> I always thought about this but it's just no one, no one has ever asked me face to face. I think the advice I would have given my younger self is to is to believe in myself, lah. If is to is to see myself as someone who is who is valuable, like like someone. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Someone who has value, someone who has something to offer to people, rather than me belittling myself, thinking like I cannot help in situations and everything. So. I think that's the advice I would have given my younger self, like to take chances, to to grab on to chances that that were there for me that I let go. So yeah, that's the advice, and also to be happy. Really tell yourself that you are not nothing, uh, you are something. Yes, correct. In simpler terms, I'm not nothing, I'm something. <laughs> so uh, I think I think basically that's that's gonna be end of the podcast. Good, so, good. uh, what do you think about the session today? It's good. It's interesting. It's a lot of topics that we covered, so that's nice. Yeah. Okay, so basically, that's all for the podcast. Uh, I would just want to thank you for the great food today, 
and great company and thank you so much for being on my podcast you're welcome (laughs) right so thank you for listening bye bye hey guys this is the end of the episode just want to say thank you for bringing me along your journey or wherever you are right now maybe you are um, on the public transport on the way to work or maybe you're walking to class or maybe you're working out or, or maybe you're doing some chores or something i hope you guys enjoyed it and if you liked it make sure to share it to your friends let me know if you really resonated with whatever the podcast have said and whatever you're doing right now just want to say thank you for bringing me along hope you have a great day and see you soon